Welcome to the Life and Ball Podcast. We give your game life. It's Friday. For most of you essential workers, this is your last day of work. And then you have the weekend and then you start over the next week. I just had to say that. I hope that was positive enough for all of you. Friday, last day, work week. Let's get after it. Um, you know, one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, I did this show, or started this show, I should say, was a couple things. Number one, I really hope that your life and your sport that you're involved with become tied together. You can have great success, not only on the playing fields, but in your life. Um, you can learn a few things from a few of the shows, because I'm a product of someone who's made a lot of mistakes. And I just continue to try to never give up and get better. Um, I, I, that's the main focus of this show. You know, as I sit here, before I really get into, like, the main stuff of the show, which is much more positive, probably what I'm going to talk about now, um, I, I'm 99.99999% positive on these shows. Um, unless, you know, Michigan does something, and, and Michigan Wolverines and football, I get a little upset. So that's my little point, whatever percent. So if you want to say 95% of the show is positive, and then the 5% of Michigan football is negative, sure, that's fine. Um, but as I sit here and watch and listen to all these things, whether it's mainstream media, other podcasts, and it becomes a constant negative fest or propaganda fest. I mean, yesterday, it's a great example. Uh, I'm trying to buy some time. Double dip of Michigan and Michigan State last night, right? 7 p.m., Michigan's about to play Iowa. Michigan State's going to play the Ohio State. I'm excited. Well, I got 30 minutes to burn or an hour to burn. Or, I mean, let, me, let me turn on ABC. And, oh, yeah, shout out to ABC. And they had the Trump stuff going on. I like to call it the Trump stuff. The Trump stuff to get us all to watch and get ratings up. And, and it was just like, you know, the negative BS that is spewed out from so many people who are in, in charge of a lot of things in this country, who have a big job, and the things they'll say about other people, it's just, quite frankly, it's appalling to me. When you start talking about unity and you want things to be better and you come together and then you constantly rip other people I, I have a hard time believing what you're saying so for me as someone who wants to help others inspire others I, I'm not going to sit here and talk all day negatively it's just it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense at all am I, I mean, what am I doing if that's what I do so I'm not going to go that route. I just wanted to say that, though, because I wanted to start the show on that, because I was really disturbed last night. You know, I, I, I love sports. I love positivity. And I know not everything is perfect in life. You're going to have mistakes and things happen, or, or, you know, there is a real world out there where there's struggle and there's battles, and you have to fight those battles. But, look, I don't, I'm not going to spend my whole life complaining and being negative or talking down on others. It's just... It does nothing for me, it does nothing for you. So I just wanted to put that out there because that's the reason why we do the show, the webcast here, is it's life and ball. Your life has to be positive. 
And if you're someone, and, you know, we're going to talk about this real quick before we get into Michigan State, Michigan. You know, I like to keep a lot of things home base. I'm from the state. Um, you know, I've had some amazing experiences in this state. I've had some really bad experiences in this state. And this state has went through a lot of stuff since COVID, you know, happened. We've had a lot of things. You know, I made a huge mistake because negatively, you know, I really was posting a few different times negatively about the higher-ups in this state because I think about the people all the time. I, def you know, I deferred from that after a couple people, you know, had checked me on it. And I said, you know, you're right. I don't, I don't need to go that route. There's some things I can be disappointed in and just move forward. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to fight the good fight by promoting the positive and, and embracing and accepting the negative. I've said that a lot the whole last year. So let's talk about the positive. So, you know, over all these years, I've been able to really see some great things through the sport of basketball. Uh, not just personally as a player, but as working with players as a coach or skills coach. I've seen a lot of kids, young people, reach their goals, be successful, go on to play in college, play professionally. And every time I see their name uh, on the internet in an article, I get so excited. I mean, it's probably one of the best feelings, if not the best feeling I have in my life. I would say the best feeling is always being a father for me. But other than that, you know, having strong faith, being a father, and, and then others with their success is a huge part of my life. So I am so happy, number one, that we're back playing basketball in the state of Michigan. Number two, when I see all these players that I've worked with over a long period of time, do great things. I get really excited and I get really happy and uh, I just really hope any kid that's ever worked with me realizes you got to have big dreams, strive to reach them, do your best, never give up, and allow the sport of basketball to teach you a lot of life lessons because it's the best sport for that in my opinion. You never know how the ball is going to bounce. You never know if you're going to have a great game. you got to play both ends. You know, things, there's a lot of adverse situations with basketball and it really does help life and that's why we do this show but i want to shout out a couple people real quick because it kind of goes back to that feeling you, you get that great feeling when you see some of your players win a big game have a big game individually so this has happened a lot in my life but i want to shout out this family and that's the goats family in blissfield because they uh they set up a situation because they were very, you know, upset like most of you parents. You know, the kids weren't able to play in this state. That was, it's been such a hard year for our kids with athletics, the student-athletes, because we've been shut down a lot here. There's other states that have just kept rolling. We've been shut down a lot. So the fear of not playing at all is there every day. Are we going to get shut down? And I think the parents have done such a magnificent job of keeping their children positive and also striving to stay ready. So the Goats family has had, uh, you know, their courts open to their team. And they basically allowed kids to come in and work on their skills. And their kids have worked on their own skills at home a lot. And they've had a, they have an outdoor court inside a barn, but they also have another barn that their father, Chad, well, I give a shout out to Chad and Mindy, where they have a hoop inside, and we call it the barn, and we go in there, and we do some basketball skill work. And it's just been so awesome. But, ladies first today, sorry, Alec, the son who has just been killing it this year, who had 34, by the way, one night, which was like, oh, wow, you just tied my single-game career high in high school. You're going to break records here. Ava, 
the daughter, who's 13 years old and is playing varsity basketball, scores 20 in the first half. She ends the first half by hitting a buzzer beater. And oh, by the way, her favorite player is Damian Lillard, and she pointed to her wrist like it's game time. I loved it. I went crazy. I almost spilled my coffee all over myself. She scores 20 in the first half, finishes the game with 27 because the other team was like, oh my gosh, we've got to put three girls on her. But shout out to Ava, because she's worked so hard this offseason. Just like all of you, I know there's so many I could reach out and mention. You know, and I, But Ava takes the crown today because she crushed it last night. Tough shots, hand in her face, boom, and ones, step back, threes, corner threes, buzzer beat. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And it just brought me so much happiness because she played so well and her teammates were there for her. And really, just to hear parents cheering, and it was just such a positive feeling for me. And I was just so happy to see that because I've been a part of that. And it brings such confidence for these young people. Last thing I'll say about that before we really get into Michigan and Michigan State. If you're a parent and you're dealing with all this stuff when it's been through COVID and you have an athlete at home, uh, I'm praying for you always because I know this has been a really difficult year. Keep up the good fight, though. You've done a great job. Oh, I've not seen, I've seen a lot of parents upset and frustrated, but the parents in this state, from what I've seen, have been just so amazingly positive. And of course, there's probably some negativity out there, but what I've seen is some great positivity, and I would like to promote that instead. So shout out to the parents of Michiganders who are athletes at the lower levels because it has been hell, I'll be honest, it's been a nightmare to deal with the pause and the shutdown and not knowing if your children are going to play this year. So again, though, shout out to Ava. You crushed it last night. I'm so proud of you. Let's get into Michigan State, Michigan. Oh, here we are again. Michigan State getting close to March and they're playing good again. How appropriate, right? A Tom Izzo-led team finds a way to figure it out towards the most important time. And uh, they've won three in a row, and they've won two games this week against top five teams as they beat Illinois Tuesday, and then they beat Ohio State last night. Ohio State game last night, uh, obviously, a uh, wrestling match, much like the Illinois game. Michigan State's just physical, man. That's how they play. But they got out on the run. They pushed the ball on the break. They played faster. They played more aggressive. And, and look, this team right now, I'm telling you guys, they got four games left. That, number one, next week is going to be interesting because they got Michigan on the back-to-back thing. They got them Thursday, Sunday. They, they go to Chrysler Thursday, and then they finish the season Sunday at home at the Brez. I, I am excited for it, man. Look, I know it's, it's, it's COVID. We don't have fans, but I'm excited, number one, because I'm a Michigan guy, but you know, they've been outstanding. We'll talk about them at the end of the show. And then, oh, by the way, I said I wouldn't say anything negative. I'm going to talk about the Detroit Pistons to end this show. So bear with me. I'm going to try to find a way to promote any positivity there. Uh, but Michigan State, man, you are not going to want to play that team if they can continue this because they're going to be, if they march in and get into the, uh, the tournament, which I think right now with four games left, They've got to split Michigan and win the other two. That's what I think. I, I think they still have to win three out of the next four. And if they do that, and then they win a game in the tournament, the Big Ten tournament they're in, I don't think there's any argument. You beat two top five teams. You you then split with another top five team. I mean, you're in. I, I can't see them not getting in if they do that. Now, if they get swept by Michigan, 
and they go two and two the next four, I still think they got to do some damage in the tournament. I mean, that's just my opinion, but we'll see. I mean, all the all the the the, the big wigs will will have a say for that. They might already think they're already in because of this week, but I I think because of how bad they've been, I still think they got work to do. But what they did so well last night, if you rewatch the game or if you did watch the game. They're just playing so physical, and they're able to stop the drive a little better. I know Ohio State got a little bit loose in the first half with Washington, but they found a way to close his airspace and stop the drive, and they fought inside. They hit big shots. Henry and Langford are hitting big mid-range shots right now. Aaron Henry is playing finely to his capability this year because he really hasn't. He's had maybe a couple good games, but this week Aaron Henry was big time. Michigan State, so they are finding a way. Tom is a wet team. Look at remember last year. Last year, everyone thought they were dead in the water playing bad. Then they went on this run, this crazy run, and then they end up sharing a Big Ten championship. And then they were getting talked about making a run in the tournament, maybe winning it all. So this is Tom Izzo. I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, you go, here we go again. These guys just kind of hang around. They do it their way. It's physical. Sometimes it's bully ball. Sometimes, I mean, A.O., who gets his nose broken from Illinois, I, I laugh today. His tire goes, oh, Tom sent an apology. Okay, calm down. This guy is having his players kill the other team. I mean, there's a hammer in Illinois the whole game. And then, oh, we feel so bad for the guy breaking his nose. Or we feel so bad our guy broke his nose as he drilled him. Bringing it back to the bad boy style. Hey, at least Bill Ambery hit He goes, I'm not feeling sorry. I mean, I did this. This is how I play. Tom Izzo's team says, we're so sorry that we broke your nose. <laughs> I was laughing when Tyler said, oh, what great sportsmanship. Have you ever watched a Michigan State game? Tom Izzo paces the sideline, yells at the refs the whole game. What a great sport. I mean, look, I love Tom Izzo, by the way. I think he's hilarious. I want to know what he says to the refs to not get technicals, though. You know, hey, man, I know you're a great ref, but what the hell was that? I mean, I want to know what he says. Like, I, can we mic up Tom Izzo just once? Because I want to know why this guy doesn't get technical fouls. So this guy yells at the refs all game. And Fran McCaffrey last night, who was irate, and he had every right to be, because there was a couple missed calls on his guys or a couple bad calls on his guys. And he just lost it finally because Michigan was finally beating him down. And he got teed up. And then Chris Holtman last night, just who just doesn't like Michigan State. He's got a problem with those guys for some reason. I don't know what it is. And he gets tossed last night, which I thought was kind of weird because I didn't really think that there was anything that was missing there with the officials. And he gets tossed just last year. Remember, he got mad because Michigan State, at the end of the uh, their last game, they did the kiss the Spartan S thing. You know how they always do the little thing for the seniors. He got really upset about that. He said it went on and on and dragged on too long. Chris Holtman hates Michigan State. He's got a big problem with, with the state of Michigan. Honestly, he... Michigan's their main rival, and he was pretty nice to Juwan after that loss. You know, gave him a nice little pat. He hates Michigan State. Something's going on there. I want to know what it is. But Michigan State gets it done. Aaron Henry, Josh Langford, they were great. I thought Gabe Brown played very well. I thought Thomas Kithier, you know, who we got a little group, a little Spartan group, and 
we probably are a little harsh on Thomas. But he played really well last night for the minutes when he came in. I thought Marble did a couple good things. Bingham did a couple good things. They're, they're center by committee right now. We know that. Um, you know, Mark Rocket Watts, I still think, is the key. Still has to play a little better. I just don't think he's confident right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with with coaching style. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Look, this is just, this is personal opinion. And this is, you know, I just promoted this positive stuff and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm never negative here, but I just, I see what I see. And I don't know if Mark Rocket Watts fits in with Tom Izzo's style. I don't know if it works for him. He's the type of guy that needs to, you know, be let loose, let him play. He's athletic, he's shifty, let him go, let him go to work. Honestly, I kind of wish for his sake, he played somewhere else because I think he would be a much better player somewhere else. Uh, I, I think, I think if 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 you're Davis, uh, the coach for U of D, I think you're making a call. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think Mark Brackett Watts is going to work in Michigan State. I don't think his style aligns. Look, you know, I'm going to give you a little shout out. Brandon Cotton, 2003. Brandon Cotton was unbelievable. Um, you know, I believe he was McDonald's All American. Uh, 2003, that was the year I uh, graduated. Detroit Deportes, I know I'm kind of going all over the place here, but this is just an example to stay Michigan State related. Brandon Cotton was, everybody wanted him in high school. Uh, he was, you know, Detroit Deportes wins the Class D state championship. I was in the final four that year. We lost to Flint Beecher. And uh, Brandon Cotton was not a good fit at Michigan State. And he ended up going to U of D and having some success there. But I look at Mark Watts, and I say, you know, look, I, I see some similarity there. Maybe not the same exact situation because Brandon left early, but I kind of say, I don't know if he fits in here, you know, and, and they got some guys coming in that may fit better than him, and it's not a knock on him. He's a very good player, but he doesn't play the way he's capable of at Michigan State. Just doesn't. Now, the next part of that is Cassius Winston had some struggles, too, his first two years. So maybe his junior senior day comes into his own, and then Tom kind of says, yeah, you finally figured it out. We're going to roll with you. But right now, he just doesn't look comfortable. And I'm really curious to see how that's going to pan out the next few years. What does he decide to do? Uh, the more they win, though, the more he's starting at point, I think it is a good look for him. But Michigan State, here we are, three wins in a row. Joey Hauser, who's been really struggling, hit a, hit a big three. Um, they got a lot of depth, but they figured out what their main lineup is. You know, they call it the small four with your big. You know, you got Watts, Lankford, Henry, Brown with a big. That's their best lineup. We all know it. We've seen it. We all knew it coming into the year. And here we are. They finally are doing it. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next week, though, as they play Michigan twice. I can't wait for that. It's so good for our state. Let's pump that rivalry up, baby. I'm excited. Uh, but Michigan State, two top five wins. Again, Tyler Hayward had to mention it. He had to tell me, Trouble with the Snap podcast. Me and Tyler Hayward, we talked strictly Michigan and Michigan State. He called it this morning. He had to brag to me. He had to, he had to make sure he brought his Sparty goggles. We're the only team that's beaten two top five teams. Oh, thank you, Tyler. Thank you. What's your guys' Big Ten record? Um, but, man, they're rolling. They're rolling, and here we are. Here we are, and this is what they do. Uh, Michigan basketball, look, 
keep it short and sweet, man. They're just the best team in Big Ten right now. They are, by far, in my opinion. If they could beat Illinois uh, convincingly next week, I feel the same way. I'm a little worried about going at Indiana because Indiana's playing for their tournament lives, and Indiana is a very good team still. So I think that's going to be a tough one Saturday, and plus it's, you know, that, that bounce back, those you playing in, you know, they, they rest a little bit today and then they play tomorrow. That's tough. So I'm a little nervous about the Indiana game, but this team has resolve. This team is tough, and they play the right way, so I'm not that nervous. Uh, Hunter Dickinson did a great job of controlling Luka Garza. Uh, Iowa played really well in the first half, but the second half, Franz Wagner said, come on my shoulders, boys, let's go to work, and he was just great. And this guy just gets better and better and better. And this team's tough, man. This is a Final Four-level team if they can continue to stay confident and play hard. Jawan and that staff has this program rolling. Three McDonald's All-Americans coming in next year. I mean, whew, this is a basketball school, man, if I've ever seen one, and right in front of our eyes. And this is one of the more exciting times for Michigan basketball, maybe ever, because you can see what's unfolding with Jawan. A part of that Fab Five, where Michigan basketball was just the class of the state. I mean, we didn't even talk about Michigan State. And here we are at the top of the Big Ten, doing it the right way. These guys move the ball. They share the ball. They screen hard. They play hard defense. They rebound well. They, they play good defense without following. Much different than the other guys that wear the green uniforms. They find a way to play pressure defense without following. Every coach in america wants that move your feet chest up stay in front of guys michigan has been so good the ohio state game was the only game this year i go wow we are not staying in front of guys but ohio state is super talented offensively but here they are i, I talked to tyler about this they didn't play that well defensively and ohio state hit everything but offensively they'd say well we can play an offensive game against you we can outscore you that was huge for me because that tells me this team can play multiple different ways. Last night was more of a physical defensive battle. Let's try to wear them down, and they did. And they ended up still scoring 70-plus. So here we are, man. Michigan basketball again. Rolling. Seth Greenberg made a great statement. I think you got to put them in the conversation with Gonzaga and Baylor the way they're playing now. But we know how this goes. Things can change. And this week is huge because they got some tough ones, man. They've got a battle on their hands playing Indiana. And then you come right back Tuesday, play Illinois. And then you come right back Thursday, play Michigan State. And then you go right back to the Breslin Sunday. What a brutal stretch. This is going to say a lot about Michigan basketball, man. And I think this team has to do this. This is what they got to do. You can't lose more than one. Because I do think that will rock the confidence. You, you can't lose more than one. I think they're going to lose a game here. I mean, you, you don't just you don't play four games. You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. You don't play four games and win them all. It's just not going to happen in this conference. And I'd be shocked to see it. So you got to, you don't lose more than one. You know, right now they got to win one to at least share. Okay, that's that's where we are right now. If they lose two games, um, you know, they win. If they if they lose three of the four, they still shared the Big Ten championship. If Illinois wins out. And I'm not trying to put all these spins on it, you know, like Michigan, if they lose, they'll win it. But that's just the bottom line. The, the magic number is one. If they win one game, if they win it Saturday, they at least share the Big Ten championship. There you go. If they win two, they're going to win it outright. 
Simple math. So they're at one loss. Illinois has got four losses. you got to find a way to get that number one win. And I think Indiana, hey, get it done, man. But, boy, it's going to be brutal. Brutal with Illinois. Illinois Tuesday. Michigan State Thursday. Two physical teams back-to-back. And all then, and then you play Sparty at the Brez, and they get to beat up on you at their home court Sunday. Going to be a battle. But can't wait to uh, see that happen. Michigan basketball rolling. Michigan State finding a way to figure it out towards the end. Uh, Detroit Pistons. Let's end on the Pistons real quick. Look, obviously, they're young. They're struggling. We knew that. Uh, some of these young guys have done really, really well. Uh, Sadiq Bey has played well at times. Um, trying to get uh, Killian Hayes back. I thought Killian Hayes would be back maybe next week, but I have to check on that. He's he's vital. We need a point guard that's young to come in and, and learn the ropes. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, man. I want to know what's going to be the future of this, this organization. What are we trying to do? Obviously, uh, Jeremy Grant's been great. Uh, Sadiq Bey, young kid, looked really good at times. Um, they love Isaiah Stewart because he plays physical. There are some little pieces that are good. How can this team get into the playoff fold, though, in the next few years? Because I think it's going to take a few years. What other moves could they possibly make? The Blake Griffin thing is, is hung on their head right now. So I guess I want your comment on that after I post this. What can the Detroit Pistons possibly do to get back into that playoff fold within the next few years? Because right now, uh, it's really hard to see how it's possible with how competitive the Big Ten is. Or, excuse me, Big Ten. Wow, I am stuck in. Are you kidding me? What a terrible mistake. How competitive the NBA is. <laughs> the Big Ten's really competitive, too, by the way. I mean, my gosh, what a brutal conference. But I, I just want to know what can this organization possibly do to, to fight for a playoff spot. And, and look, the Eastern Conference, look, there's teams that have a losing records that I mean, what, I think I seen the other day that was it the Pacers were like 17 and 15, 16, 17 to 16, and they're the fourth, they're fourth in the East. I mean, <laughs> come on, it's it's there. I mean, unless you just say, oh, they're all just beating up each other, and the Eastern Conference is so good. I don't think that's what it is. Uh, but get close to 500. How can this organization do that? I don't know. They're super young. They don't have a star. And look at the New York Knicks, man. The New York Knicks finding a way. Julius Randle was killing it again last night. And then Derrick Rose, he goes back to New York, and he, I think he had 18-6 and six at one point when I last checked. So he's finding a way to do well with his old former coach, Thibodeau. But what can the Detroit Pistons do to possibly get back in the playoff picture? Not this year, obviously. It's not going to happen. But in the next few years, uh, I want your feedback. So, again... We're ending the show now. Got a lot of good stuff with Michigan. I'm so glad high school sports is back. Primarily basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. We're back playing. Parents, keep sharing videos. Keep doing your best. Stay positive. And uh, I'm just so thankful that we get to see some basketball. And let's just pray that things uh, continue to stay in the right direction. Uh, Life of Ball Podcast. Give me your feedback. Share, like, comment. Do that thing for me, please. I would love it. Let's get this show pumped up. So... Thanks for tuning in again. One last time, Ava Goats. Great job, young lady. 27 points last night. You crushed it. Labcast, over and out.